Oh, and we're here. <gasps> oh my god! Oh my god! Tenth episode. We've tenth. done a thing. This is the tenth time we've done a thing. Oh my god! We've sat across from each other and looked into each other's dumb faces and <laughs> told stories ten times. And we've only been in a fight like eighty percent of the time. Yeah. Ugh. You guys, it's we're so happy. Yeah. It's, ah! <laughs> it's not only our tenth episode. It's also our fucking spoopy episode. Spoopy. Oh my god, you guys. This episode is dropping on... It'll, it's the 27th today, so it is a, a very close to being Halloween. It's basically Ooh. Halloween for us, because it's going to be Friday. <laughs> it's the spookiest time of year. We love it very, very much. So um, much. So we thought we would celebrate by creeping you the fuck out for Hopefully. an hour. Maybe more. We don't Maybe. know. Maybe. Yeah. We're we just haven't gonna... exactly like figured out like how many stories we each have and then <laughs> like, we're just going to tell all that. So we're just going to, yeah, we're just going to talk. Yeah. We're just going to talk. And, um, it's going to be awesome. I hope it's going to be great. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, do we want to start out with like telling a little bit about personal experiences with spoopy stories? Sure. Cool. Um, so we, when we decided to do this episode, we talked mostly about, like, the fact that our families, and especially your family, have, like, a <laughs> lot of ghost stories. Yeah. Um, I'm, like, the scully to my family's molder. <laughs> Whereas, like, <laughs> like I, every single person in my family has told me that they have seen a ghost or, like, had some sort of ghost experience. And I am the only one who's like, nah. <laughs> like, I haven't had any of that shit happen. So, hearing about it is always super interesting, because I'm like... How did I miss all this? How have I never had one of these experiences? We should fix that. Yeah, no, that's fine. I don't just go me- somewhere with me. Eventually, you it'll can, happen. You can point out all this poops. Oh. <laughs> well, I can say um, that most of my family stories have co- they're they're very simple. They're not. It's not like they've had huge interactions with ghosts. I wouldn't say that anybody in my family considers themselves like super sensitive to that sort of thing, but like. Every house my mom has ever lived in, she claims, is haunted. And, like, (laughs) she has reasons for that. Like, her stories are backed up by my aunt. My grandmother has heard similar things. I guess when they were growing up, I think when they were living in Canada, they used to hear footsteps in, like, big work boots, like, heavy, thudding footsteps back and forth down the hall every night. My mom swears to that. And she's not the only one who heard that. Um, My aunt used to live in a condo with my cousin, um, and I guess, like, my cousin has woken up and seen a little boy at the end of the bed. Yeah, and she sort of grew up in this condo for several years, so she was kind of little when they first moved there, and now she's, like, a grown-ass adult. But she had one of her younger siblings um, stay over once, and then he came down the stairs the next day and was like, so there's a little boy at the end of the bed. And my cousin was like, <laughs> hey, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, she was like, I'm not crazy. I told you. So yeah, it's always stuff like that. It's like feeling things, seeing things pass in front of a mirror at night. Or like my grandmother is convinced that some of her cats that have died have stayed with her in like the house they died in. Yeah, and sleep next to her. Yeah. So like it's always just stuff like that. Very simple sort of sensory things. So, yeah. Okay, so I come from a family of very sensitive people on my mom's side brief overview when my mom lived out in california uh she'd 
recently divorced her husband and had my brother who was like five or six at the time Mm -hmm. and weird shit started happening in the house and there was someone watching my brother sleep every night from the ceiling. What? You know, like you do. Wait, like he would see this thing? Yeah, on the ceiling. And one day my mom was doing the dishes and she saw smoke coming out of the garage so she called 911. Well, no fire, but it turns out the water heater was about to explode. Oh. Yeah. But, like, that doesn't produce smoke. She just, like, no, saw she a warning saw, sign. she just saw, like, warnings coming out of the window. Oh. Because the spirit that was in the house was very attached to my brother. Uh, she Is started it- looking into the history of the house, mm-hmm. like you do. Well, like you should. Sure. If you're living in a situation like that. Like, look into the land, look into the area around it. Who fucking died? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Well, the house was built on a Native American burial ground. Oh, dang. So, <laughs> uh, they, she ended up moving them out when the smell attached to the house started following them around. There's very, there was a very distinct smell in the house. Huh. And like, started, not a gross smell, just like, you walk in there and you're like, like oh, it was this is like, the smell of this house. It was like old and moldy kind of i think is how she described it and like Mm. it followed them to the zoo one day so she was like okay (laughs) it's time (laughs) and then wow i had a lot of experiences as a little kid of imaginary friends and i could draw them Mm. and i had good friends and i had bad friends and there was a bad friend that lived under my bed no yeah. No. And Why I do they draw, always... I can draw him. Still? I can't still. I blocked okay. a lot of that shit out. <laughs> Why but do they always also... live under beds? I, yeah. <laughs> there was also an imaginary family that lived in the house. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> so there was an imaginary family that lived in the house, and I used to make my dad hold the door open for them when they'd walk through. Oh, my gosh. And he was, like, cool about that? Yeah. Did he just think you had imaginary friends? Like I don't kid? know. I'm sure my mom didn't. And she was like, no, no, no. She's like, okay. It's way spookier than that. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it would send me into, like, fits of hysterics with some nights where I barely slept in my bed in that house. But then once we moved... Totally fine. Totally fine. Weird. So, yeah. It was an old, old house. A whole family is crazy to me. Yeah. Like, they're, they're all just, like, chilling, like, this yeah, girl. I've never, yeah, I've never looked into it. I probably should. But Do you like, remember, like, the address? Like, you... I could find it. The house is still standing. Yeah. It's back in Milwaukee. That's legit. Yeah. But it was really creepy. Fuck. And they say, like, if you're a sensitive, you can build a wall. Because, like, my mom used to say, like, if you don't like it, tell them to stop. And eventually you can kind of build hmm. a wall to make it stop. You, be- okay, we met when we lived... <laughs> we lived in a different place, Jake and I. Um, yeah. We're currently in our our current apartment on the south side, but we used to live um, in the town north of here. And Emily didn't tell me this because for like a really long time because we had like just met and she wasn't going to be like, oh, by the way, your shit is jacked. Yeah. But <laughs> their, their townhouse was haunted. Guys. <laughs> 
Like, full-blown. There was, like, ghosts hanging out upstairs. In the room we weren't sleeping in, right? Like, yeah, the it was office. Down, yeah, it was down the hall. Yeah. The office I was, didn't like going to your bathroom. <laughs> so mostly, yeah, there was only a bathroom upstairs, and there was an office right next to that that we barely used for anything. It had, like, the cat's litter box, and, like, there was a desk in there, but we weren't fucking working in there. <laughs> Which is probably for the best, I guess, because maybe the ghost would have been like, um, excuse me, I use this place. Yeah. See, I, now I always like, I wish... I footsteps once in your house. Oh, God. <laughs> I just didn't say anything. I'm like, okay, you know. That's I'm fine. I'm just not going to creep people out. <laughs> I'm going to be a nice human. See, here's the... That's the thing. Again, I never had... I lived there. <laughs> zero <laughs> of these experiences. I do get creeped out by weird noises. I don't recall, like, having that be a thing. Although, like, having pets... Like, you can blame anything on them. So yeah. I'm always just like, oh, it's probably the cat. He's yeah. probably knocking stuff over. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it's Everything's fine. fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> the cat's walking around wearing boots. It's fine. Yeah, it, he does that. <laughs> it's just, it happens. It happens. <laughs> uh, the other thing that massively happened to me, uh, I think it was the first time I was in New Orleans with my mom. She wanted to do, like, the full New Orleans experience because family down there she spent a lot of time in the south especially in new orleans when her boyfriend was a motorcycle racer professionally so they toured a lot of circuits down there Uh, (laughs) almost every single building in the french quarter is haunted sure because duh (laughs) yeah yeah um it's the french quarter the hotel we were staying at if you look it up it's i think it was the bourbon hotel Hmm. which is one of the most haunted hotels in New Orleans. I had a couple experiences in that hotel. Did she, did your mom when she booked that hotel was she aware? Oh yeah. <laughs> so she was she a bit of a like a spoopy thrill seeker like No, or? it was just it was just, you can't avoid it. It was yeah. a nice it was a really nice hotel. Okay, so like it trade-offs. Was, it was really nice. <laughs> it was real fancy. Um, like, I'll put up with a ghost or two. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Well, I don't think she was banking on what happened. Mm. So, I was laying in bed. I was being defiant because I didn't want to get out of bed. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I got jerked down the bed and I was bleeding. The hotel used to be an orphanage run by nuns. No. Our theory was that it was a nun, the ghost of a nun, getting me out of bed. Oh my God. Like I had a gouge in my leg. Like like I was bleeding, yeah. And the hotel staff came up very quietly Ripped the bed apart as we were sitting down in the manager's office. Oh. And he was like, this hotel is haunted. I don't know if you know, but you <laughs> need to keep this on the DL. <laughs> Please don't tell anybody yeah, else, just, but that was uh, definitely a ghost. Yeah, they couldn't find anything in the bed that... Would have cut you. Yeah. Sure. Also, oh like, justifying. My mom was in the bathroom when I got jerked down the bed. And then I saw a couple dancing in the ballroom when I was walking through the hotel once. It was, With, like, an old-timey couple, like, yeah, military like, uniform. Okay, yeah. Because they had balls there during World War II. Well, fuck. Yeah. And then we went on a haunted <laughs> tour. Because, I'm serious, I think your mom was, like, into it. <laughs> yeah. I think I asked for the haunted tour, and then I regretted asking for it. Because she was just like, okay, fine. I couldn't... I'd I get wrecked. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, you, you asked for this. 
uh, we went through a church where the old priests were buried in the floorboard, and you could see them walking at night halfway up the floorboard. I'm sorry, why were they buried I, in the floorboards? I, I don't that's, know. That's some you know, shit. They just, they, wanted just to, they wanted to be with God for the rest of their lives in their little church. Always and a part of yeah, that. you know. Wow, that's really fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I physically couldn't set foot in that church. So, but, like, people have stories that you can see them, yeah. and they're, like, walking halfway yeah. into the floor. Because uh, there's another floor just, like, right below the other floor, so there's okay. room for the caskets. Oh, okay. So they're walking on that floor and not the actual floor. Oh, but you can still, like, see them part of the yeah, way. Yeah, just, like, halfway up. We also walked by the uh the Lalaurie house, which for people who have seen American Horror Story season three, they loosely base some of what happened with the woman keeping slaves in this in the attic in cages oh. and all that. Yeah, that's based on a real story that of a couple. In that house? Yeah. Oh my the god. The husband was a doctor. And they bought a bunch of slaves and kept most of them in cages up in the attic and performed experiments on them and did surgeries and all sorts of fucked up shit. And they also had, like, slaves chained to the kitchens outside. So, like, they'd try and start the fire in the kitchen and, like, try and set it on fire so they could die. Well, I stood across the street from the house Mm -hmm. because I couldn't get near it because it was making me nauseous. Um... And I just was standing there staring at the widow's walk with my mom next to me. Mm-hmm. And I just kept saying, someone jumped off the widow's walk. Someone jumped off the widow's walk. Mm-hmm. So my mom, being who she was, was like, hey, hey, tour guide. Hey, you. Has anyone jumped off the widow's walk? And tour guide's like, no. Sure. And I'm like, no, someone jumped off the widow's walk. Well, <laughs> a few years ago, I happened to see an article about that house Talking about a slave who jumped off the fucking widow's walk. Do you think that that tour guide was like, just didn't know? Or was just like, I am not even acknowledging how creepy this is. That this child is like, guessing this <laughs> stuff. Like nine or ten or maybe eleven. It's like, just no, like, this kid is lit. Li- <laughs> yeah, no. Like, he's like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this today. Just they like, don't pay me this. enough <laughs> to start dealing with this child and <laughs> knowing shit. And then me having to tell a horrible story. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I don't know. That's funny. Yeah. But also not funny at all. Like, really fucked up. (laughs) And then our house was haunted. A different one from... Yeah. A different one in Milwaukee. Yeah. And it usually happened when I was home alone. So my mom tried to make the argument that it was just like a PT manifestation, which can happen based off of, like, teenage energy and hormones and things. You can create a little... They say a lot of energetic yeah. start or get worse when yeah. people are teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she was not excited about the idea of living in another haunted house. <laughs> it's like she can't avoid it. What no. is happening? <laughs> because I used to have, like, when I'd be home alone, it would throw stuffed animals at me. <laughs> at one point, I was sitting in the living room unpacking something, and the box I'd just unpacked slowly flipped right side up so it was like the opening of the box was face down sure and it turned onto its side and then right side up oh shit i called my mom 
basically hysterical. <laughs> yeah, like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, why are we here? Yeah. God damn it. And then, like, the next day, she's like, I am not living in another fucking haunted house. You need to be quiet. And as she said it, a mug came out of the cupboard and shattered on the floor. <laughs> oh, my God. What the fuck? I pieced. I went outside. I'm like, nope. Nope, nope. Nope, 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 nope. So she just wanted you to stop talking about her because she didn't want to face the reality. Yeah. And then the ghost is like, oh, yeah. sweet. No, I'm here. Sweet baby. Hello. Here's I'm a here. mug. <laughs> yeah. So, God yeah. dang. Well. Yeah. Um, so, listener, you're hearing people from, like, two complete opposite ends of the spectrum <laughs> as far as, like, spoopy ghost stuff goes. <laughs> Um, lots of first-hand experiences versus zero first-hand experiences. <laughs> I'm going to get there, because I always do. I still love ghost stories. I think they're really fun. I used to watch a bunch of that. Any any ghost story ever, my mom was always watching it. And I would always be like, yeah, I am going to watch these guys never catch a ghost, because I need to, any any creepy <laughs> thing that happens, I'm going to soak it in, because it's never happened to me before, so I fucking have to just like watch all of this creepy, supernatural stuff. Well, shit. Um, well, now that we've talked a little bit about personal stuff, yeah, shall we get, get into our it. rad stories? Let's get into it. Fuck yeah. Um, I'll say, like, I have one that isn't a Reddit story, and then everything else is a fucking Reddit story, because Woo! those are the creepiest things to yeah. me. Yeah. They, they happened, it's from the people who they happened to. Every once in a while you get one where you're like, that sounds like an urban legend that you're just sort of retelling. Mm-hmm. But, like, even then I don't mind, because if it's told in that way, I'm still like... Oh my god, that's so fucking spooky. Like, you bastard. Yeah. Um, do you want to start? I can. Sure. Let's do this. Okay. This is from JB2386 <laughs> on Reddit. Lovely. Well, I never had a haunted house, but the street I grew up on was cursed. Everyone on the street built their house new there, so there was a, it was a new development. It was all big properties, so probably like 10 on the street. Something really bad happened to every house on the street. One suicide, one hit and run resulting in a death, one cancer and death. One guy fell off a ladder and broke his neck. One kid around 18 was declared mentally insane. There were more, but I can't remember the specifics. One bad thing per house. Our house, quote, got off light, i.e. no one died or became paralyzed. (laughs) Our dad became abusive to my mom and older siblings, and it destroyed our family. My mom and uh, and us kids moved away. The next people who moved into our house built a big garage and shed, and then their teenage son hanged himself in it about a year later. Oh, my God. You have the Amityville Horror House on on the horror street. Yeah. (laughs) Great. We we later found out that an aboriginal elder, uh, this is in Australia... Found rock markings warning to stay away from the area as there were bad spirits there. Edit. Well, after writing that, I decided I should check if Aboriginals actually believe in evil spirits. Turns out they do. Just found this, which pretty much describes exactly what went on. And we're in southeastern Australia. The Fugin mentioned in this story is one of hundreds of evil spirits whose evil deeds were recorded in stories and songs. Along the southeast coast of New South Wales, evil spirits were and are known as Gunges, hmm. G-O-O-N-G-E-S. Generally speaking, contemporary Aboriginal people still believe in these spirits. For example, if they go to a particular area that they believe, they must be invited to stay there. If they are not welcome, they will feel this and remain there under these circumstances will result in being punished. 
Punishment may mean death or injury, and this may extend to other members of a family. Some areas are forbidden to women because the male spirits that are believed to live there will punish them if they disobey the trespassing laws. Oh, dang. So if there were rock markings tied to an aboriginal warning and people built there anyways. They're all this trespassing. Is like the U.S. when people build on Native American burial ground. Mm-hmm. And then bad shit happens. Right. And you have to get, like, that specific tribe to come in to release the spirits. Right. It's all that pent-up. Yeah. Energy. And rage. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's just more people in their space where they're not supposed to be. Yeah. Shit. So, yeah, holy shit. Well, fuck. Yeah. I just want to let you know that I'm totally finding, like, spoopy ambient music, and I'm putting it underneath all of these stories. (laughs) That's totally going to happen. So, uh, listeners, anybody who just heard the spooky music I just put under that story, you're welcome. (laughs) And here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I'm going to go straight into the Reddit ones, too. Maybe I'll end on the one that's not, because it's, like, by far the most lighthearted. <laughs> Do it. Um, this is by um, Reddit user Arthur C. I don't know how you just got a regular-ass name like that, Arthur C., but well done. Good job. <laughs> a+. plus. Yeah. Okay. So this happened to me last summer when I was back at my parents' house during the holidays. It was around 3 a.m., and I was in my room on my computer when I got a call from my sister. Now, that is already a little bit weird because my sister's room is just down the hallway from mine. She could have just come to my room. Lazy. <laughs> yeah. First thought, super lazy. <laughs> Bring me some milk. God. God. I went to pick up, and the call ended as soon as I reached the phone. I figured that she wanted to speak to me, so I got up and I went to her room. As soon as I reached the door, she started screaming that someone was in the room with her. So I busted in, and of course, there's nobody there. Oh, fuck. After she stopped crying, she told me that she woke up and saw a dark shadow just centimeters from her face, and that's when she screamed. (laughs) So I told her that she called me. She tells me that her phone is not in the room and that she was sleeping just moments before. Sure enough, her phone is actually downstairs in her purse. The weird part... As if that is not the weird (laughs) part. You know, (laughs) normal, you know, Tuesday night happenings. Right. The weird part is that I have the log of her call on my phone, but she doesn't. Ugh. I never managed to explain this one. To me, that's like, Ugh. there's a bad ghost, and there's a good ghost being like, if I alert somebody, yeah. <laughs> I can stop this shit Wake thing from happening. <laughs> right. Let me make the phone make a call. Yep. You'll know it's your sister. Go, go, go help her. Yeah. Creepy go. bad Please ghost go. is doing some shit. Yeah. Which happens. That one creeped me out. Do you imagine being a good ghost must be so stressful? You'll see. Yeah. You see some poltergeist shit, and you're like, "Oh no, what do I do? <laughs> I have to help." Well, in like, like in some of the the stories of like the shows you watch, like the Dead Files, where they have oh, yeah. a medium who walks through the house, and then a cop who actually investigates the property, because mm-hmm. you know, usually like some of the houses she'd walk through, when there'd be really bad shit mm-hmm. going down, there's at least one spirit there who was remaining solely to protect the family huh. from what was happening as best they could. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, that would be horrible because you're yeah. so limited. Yeah. <laughs> You'd just be like, I guess I'll just make this phone make a call real quick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, this one is from the Dusk Dragon. <laughs> and this is actually super creepy for me personally because sure. I've had this happen. Oh, no. 
I'm going to tell the story after I tell this one. Okay. Because this one's really short. Here's a story that I've told before. When, it, when I was around six or seven years old, my uncle, who had just visited from the Philippines, showed us a doll that sang the Itsy Bitsy Spider when he pressed a button on her hand. He brought it with the intention that one of my girl cousins might want it, but in all honesty, we all thought the doll was creepy, especially <laughs> since it sang the song in a slow, ominous manner. Fuck no. Not nope. knowing what to do with it, we took out the batteries and threw it in a box that my uncle had put it in. Uh, right no. after we left the room, all we heard was a muffled, the itsy bitsy spider climbed up the water spout. No. The doll was still singing without fucking batteries. <laughs> no one was in the room at the time, which means no one could have replaced the batteries nor pressed the button on her hand. And yeah, I'm now aware that the residual charge is most likely the culprit. Nonetheless, I still wanted to give a big fuck you to the capacitators for traumatizing me as a kid. That is horrible. Ugh. So. Oh, no, I don't want to hear it. I, do you remember when Furbies were crazy? Shut up. Are you about to tell? <laughs> that happened to me too. Oh, fuck. Okay, tell me your Furby story. Okay. God damn it. I hate Furbies, dude. We had a little Furby and I loved it at first. Yeah, I mean, sure, as you always yeah. do. But then it got creepy, and then so it fucks with you. <laughs> I took the batteries out and put it in the back of my closet, and then it started talking. Because you know, when they wake up, they go like, Aah! "Oh my god, yes!" <laughs> <laughs> and it woke up in the oh my back of my god. closet with no batteries in it, dude. That's literally like when you were like, I have a story, and I was like, oh, a talking doll. I had a Furby that this happened to. I'll tell I'll oh! tell it. It'll be kind of funny, because it's a Furby. I'll just wait for her to be done. I can't believe. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Furbies, man. Yes, dude, I used to wake up to just be like, oh, <laughs> it's dark in here. Like, because, you know, they kind of could yeah. sense, like, their yeah. surroundings a little bit. They had some, like, light sensor or something. Yeah. And, of course, it's fucking dark in my goddamn closet in the middle of the night. Yeah, bitch. Always only in the middle of the night. Yeah. The people who made Furbies. Good job. You made a literally real creepy devil. thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, you made a real creepy thing. Yeah, you did a very bad job. The worst job anyone's yeah. ever done. <laughs> Hey, if you guys have any creepy Furby-related stories... <laughs> we want to see them. Yeah, please send them on in. Um, uh-oh, dot dailygravy at gmail.com. Thank you. Because fuck Furbies, man. Oh my god, for real though, fuck Furbies. Ugh. Ugh. Okay, um, so this next story, I called, what the fuck, house ghost girl. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to keep them straight in my head, so this one's this one. Um, this is by Reddit user Agret. A-I-G-R-E-T. Scary movie. Music begins now. Scary movie. Scary movie begins now. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Inception. (laughs) For me, whenever I think of scary music, I just think of the Inception. (sighs) Anyway. When I was in high school, I had a really good friend who lived next door to a house that was always up for sale. People would move out in the middle of the night without a word... And it hadn't been the same. I hadn't had the same owner for more than six months straight for a couple of years. One night, we were really bored, and he suggested we go explore the house next door since it had sat empty for a while. Nope. Mm. No. Mm-mm. We go around back, and there's a dog door that we can crawl through. Nope, that's how you die. <laughs> yeah. He crawls through, he unlocks the door, and he lets me in. God, why? Just don't do that thing. Oh, God. The house itself is really unremarkable. It looked like it was built in maybe the 1950s and was a a craftsman-style house in an older, nicer part of town. 
the kitchen had a really nice built-in breakfast table set against a picture window. The house's electricity was off, but you could see the street light through the window. My friend and I sit down on the floor across from, the t- from this table and are just hanging out talking. Why? Who knows? <laughs> you're, just, you're just in an empty house, just chilling because you're a kid and why not? Mm. <sighs> oh, God. There's the sigh. Yeah. All of a sudden, my friend screams, and in that instant, my vision goes black. But it wasn't just that I couldn't see. My body was engulfed in this sickly coldness from head to toe. I start screaming, and I feel my friend's hand grabbing mine and pulling me in some direction, forcefully. My vision slowly comes back, and I start to warm up. And then I realize that we're outside under the streetlight. It was December, and it really should have been warmer inside the house than outside, but it wasn't. Finally, I look at my friend, and he looks scared. I'm really confused, and I'm kind of panicked myself, and I finally ask him what happened. He said that I was talking, and all of a sudden, a black thing, just a figure that was all black and only had the vague shape of a girl, crawled out from under the table and sat on top of me. Apparently, I started groping around with my eyes wide open like I couldn't see. And so he freaked out and pulled me out of the house. We're still friends, and we bring it up every now and then. But the story itself never changes, and it still sends chills down my spine. To this day, I've never felt such blackness or coldness in my life. It was, like, palpable, almost sticky. For a couple days afterward, I couldn't shake the unsettling feeling, and I can never walk past that house again. (laughs) <laughs> this person's like, I'm now now that I've told you this story, I'm scared to get out of bed. <laughs> yep. Oh. <laughs> uh. Dude, like I was just like every like Asian scary movie of just like people crawling out oh. from underneath oh, stuff. That's yeah. all I can picture is like yeah. a girl crawls just out from under this table. Movements. Just yeah. yeah. And just fucking sits on this dude. <laughs> Arms and legs going ways they shouldn't. Ugh, right? Yeah. Uh. Uh, I like he's like only had the vague shape of a girl. Could have been anything. I mean, kind of looked like a girl. <laughs> yeah, could have like, been a demon straight from hell. Why? That's like right up there with me for Ouija boards. Mm. It's like, why do you go into abandoned houses? Right. Oh, why? So many of these stories I read had abandoned houses yeah. as their thing. Why do you play with Ouija boards? Because <laughs> people. Because it comes from people who are like, I just don't really actually believe in this. So, like, I want to fuck with it. I mean, I was not allowed anywhere <laughs> near a Ouija board. It was drilled into me as a child. Because mm, I, I think I asked my mom for one once and she's like, no. <laughs> you especially not. do not get a Ouija board. <laughs> See, that's my no. thing. Is I've always been one of those people who's like, yeah, I'd fucking do a Ouija board. No, I'd because you're like, like, no, no. <laughs> What? I'm, I'm trying to tell you, I'm the scully to everybody's molder. I need, I need the proof. See, I, you, <laughs> you should have been at my friend's house party where they broke out a Ouija board. Mm. I'd left. Oh, because otherwise you would have been like, no. I'm like, guys, hey, maybe don't do this. Because they had a mm. weird room in the basement of the house they rented that mm. had just a chair mm-hmm. sitting in it. It was a weird, like, brick room mm-hmm. with, like, some scratch marks on the wall. It was fucked up. Sure. And they had some bad experiences with that Ouija board down there. Ooh. Like, shit that left them a little scarred. Fuck. And, like, the chair moving and, like, all this kind of weird shit. God damn. But, like, you can invite stuff into your house Right, stuff that, that wasn't way. there before. It's like, now it is. Especially if you don't <laughs> open and close the Ouija <laughs> ceremony or whatever you want to call it properly. Sure. Yeah. Because yeah, you have to, like... you're supposed to do certain yeah. things. 
And if you don't follow those protocols, if you don't close it properly, you just open a fucking you're basically, ghost portal. Yeah, like you're opening and closing like a ghost door. God damn. And if you leave it open, you don't know what's coming through. Anybody ever <laughs> heard of the Zozo demon? <laughs> no. I don't know if we need to. <laughs> Is it fucked up? It's like tied to a Ouija board where like oh. there's a demon that sometimes will come through. Where your little piece will start going Z-O-Z-O-Z-O-Z-O-Z-O-Z-O-Z and just keep going. And then Fuck. something bad happens. Oh, no. Yeah. If I ever get a chance to do, like, a Ouija board situation where it's, like, <laughs> where it's, like, clearly not nothing's going to happen, I'm just going to start going Z-O-Z-O-Z-O-Z-O. No! You can actually everybody's... invite it in! <laughs> <laughs> you bitch! I need, I need Emily around, otherwise I'm just going to fuck with people's entire oh. lives. <laughs> How did Taylor die? Emily killed her. <laughs> Before she could kill all of us yeah. by inviting the Zozo demon. I fucking saved everyone's lives, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I hate you so much. Shut up! <laughs> okay. So, this one is from Reddit as well. Because, fuck yeah. Scary Carrie 91476. Ooh. Scary Carrie, what's up? <laughs> Scary Carrie. <laughs> uh, it's called the 1970s styled Grim Reaper. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Okay. Intensive care nurse here. I have many stories ranging from sheets being ripped apart to old women in rocking chairs, but the one that actually haunts me is the time I think I actually saw the Grim Reaper. Oh my god. It was 1999, late in the day. <laughs> it was summer and turning dark in a busy 12 bedded ITU in London. I was in charge at the nurse's station. There were a few people milling around, but less than during the day. I looked up to see this man opening and coming through the double doors into the unit. He, what was so striking about him were his clothes. He looked like he'd been picked straight out of 1974 and dropped in 1999. He was wearing brown cord flares, the platform shoes men wore, and orange, yellow, and brown check shirt with a cream and brown patterned tank top over the shirt. <laughs> He was white with shortish brown hair, not quite 1970s, and it looked about 30 years old. He walked calmly, like he did this all the time, towards the Bay of Patients. Not recognizing him and knowing he wasn't a relative of other healthcare person, I said, hello, can I help? He looked at me directly, nodded as if to say hello, and carried on walking. Mm -mm -mm. I watched him as he stopped at the end of a patient's bed and looked at them and then left the stable patient suddenly and unexpectedly deteriorated oh as the staff went to assist they all acted like they didn't see him he turned around yeah that'd be super suspicious like yeah the guy was just here and now this person's like fucked up yeah they turned around and as calmly as he came in he left I never saw what direction he went as I left the nurse's station to go help with the patient who ultimately, despite our best efforts, died. I spoke to some of the staff later on about the 1970s visitor and no one else saw him. 17 years later, this is still vivid in my mind. Shit. Yeah. Is it fucked up that I would totally read the YA novel that is definitely about this 1970s cool-ass Grim Reaper? Why is he dressed that way? He seems so, like, that's not creepy at all. It's creepy what he did, but what is he dressed like? He sounds like fucking Shaggy from (laughs) Scooby-Doo. 
Just the coolest, most chill-ass bro, Grim Reaper. Just, you know, <laughs> like you do. I would totally read about his That's adventures. Not- <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up, though. I Weird no shit matter- happens in hospitals. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Just the... No matter who that guy is, just you creepily and calmly walking into a bunch of patients and then just like, sup, this one, and then yeah, walk and then... away and then they die? <laughs> like, Yeah. No, that's so fucked up. I'm not, not, I'm not into it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Are you spooked yet? Oh, I've been spooked since I've been reading these. Oh my god, yeah. Like, something about, even if some of them are kind of, like, not as good as others, like, you just sort of get sunk into this miasma of getting real creeped out. Yeah. About everything, and I was definitely there when you showed up, so <laughs> it's good to be sharing these, I guess. So, now here's my next one. No, 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 no. This one, um, I'll admit, like, sounds like an urban legend, and the person was like, hey... I- I, I heard this from a friend who said it happened to her. I trust her, but I understand where people are coming from. Yeah. So this is from Reddit user Adicor. Uh This happened to a friend of mine. She told me about it a year or so ago. I'm going to call her Minji. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. I don't know why that's Minji. a thing. Sure. Minji. Minji is in her late 20s and works as an English tutor in South Korea. One evening, a few years ago, she was tutoring a high school boy. They were studying pretty late, and the buses stopped running. Being a long way from his house, the boy asked if he could crash on her floor overnight and get the bus, uh, the first bus uh, the next morning. Minji was very reluctant, because inviting a teenage male student to stay the night didn't sound like a great idea, but he was begging, and he, she eventually relented. They went back to her uh, one-room apartment, and she got into the bed while he laid on a blanket on the floor, and they both fell asleep. A few hours later, maybe 2 a.m., the boy wakes Minji up. I'm really hungry, he says. Let's go get some food. Minji opens her eyes and looks up at him in disbelief. Food? Now? It's like 2 a.m. Go back to bed. But the student insists, no, I'm so hungry. Let's eat something right now. She tells him that there's some ramen in the kitchen. He can fix himself some. This doesn't satisfy him. He doesn't want ramen. There's a 24-hour place just down the road. Let's go there. Eventually, after several minutes of persuasion, the boy gets Minji to come with him to the restaurant. They leave the apartment and head out. As soon as they're on the street, the boy turns to Minji and says, I'm not hungry. I woke up in the middle of the night and looked under your bed. There's a man sleeping there. (laughs) They call the police and discover that a homeless man had been living in Minji's apartment, sleeping under her bed for over two months. Ah! The the boy only saw him because he was lying on the floor, so he had a clear view under the bed. The police arrested the man, and thankfully there were no other issues, but that's by far the creepiest thing that has ever happened to anyone I know. God! (laughs) Oh my god. Now, here's the thing. People were like, this does sound like urban legends. Like, this is totally a story they tell in South Korea, and she's like... But other people were like, yeah, but there's also a lot of squatters in South Korea. Like, there's yeah. a reason why this is a story people tell. Yeah. It happens. So fucked up. But <sighs> I love that kid being like, all right. Okay, I'm real hungry. Let's go. There's a guy right fucking there. I need to get her out and then tell her. Like, that is so smart rather than being like, oh my God, immediately. Yeah. Like, I would probably fucking do. Yeah. Proud of that kid. Yeah, good job, kid. <laughs> Just being a little jerk about it. Save I'm really life. hungry. 
<laughs> yeah. We need to go. We need to go now. No, I don't want your stupid ramen. We are leaving. <laughs> Good for that kid. Yeah. All right. This is from Epic Taco Truck. Let me just point at my dog for a second. Look at her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is relevant to Noelle. It's called Demon Dog. <laughs> yes! <laughs> probably about her (laughs) (laughs) my uncle told this really fucking creepy story about a good friend of his who worked in the canine unit he's a police officer canine officer officers have to take their dogs home at night the officer and his wife were having marital issues and they had been angry with one another the wife told the officer to put the dog outside so he did locked up the house and went to bed about 10 minutes later the dog comes into the room and starts bothering the couple The wife says, I thought I told you to put that damn dog outside the house. The officer replies with, I did. Uh Wife, well, he got back in. Uh The officer then gets up to put the dog back outside, and when he reaches the sliding glass door, he sees his dog barking and growling and running around. He immediately lets go of the dog in his hand and stands back. Oh, my God. The dog proceeded to stand on two legs and walk through the glass and disappear into the night. Shut the fuck up! (laughs) After the officer got divorced, occasionally he will have contact with his wife, and she has reported seeing the same demon dog thing multiple times and before when she was a child. So it's her demon dog. Yeah, it's her demon dog. Oh, God. Following her around. He was probably like, I need to divorce Yeah, this. that, that would have been the final straw Whatever you did to have a yeah. demon dog, or whatever like, your I ancestors not did. not into it. Yeah. I do not need to be a part of this. Nope. Uh, no. Nope. Oh my God. That was the last one I read before I came over here, at which point I was like, I gotta stop. I'm done. That I'm was leaving. exactly, this is also, this is also my last one, um, and it's really short too, but it's. For whatever reason, like, when I was reading it, this is by far the creepiest one to me. And I'm... Well, I'll just see how you feel about it. Cause, okay. Okay. <laughs> First of all, I love this person's name. This is by Reddit user Orange Derps. <laughs> oh, beautiful. What's up, Orange Derps? Thanks for this one. Oh, God. You fuck. Oh, God. <clears throat> A few weeks ago, my girlfriend and I were sleeping together when I woke up to her saying, What are you doing? She sometimes talks in her sleep, but this sounded so coherent and urgent that it jolted me awake, and I asked what she was talking about. She then woke up and said she thought she saw someone at the end of the bed. Thinking it was just a dream or a semi-awake hallucination, we thought nothing of it and went back to sleep. About an hour later, I woke up and saw someone standing on the bed with the sheets wrapped up and twisted to their neck. I didn't know what to do, but the first thing that came out of my mouth was, What are you doing? And my girlfriend then woke me up. I had been dreaming the exact same thing she had, and she said she had seen the exact same thing I had. (laughs) I know it could be the power of suggestion or whatever, but fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what it was about that. It was, it's the idea of them both just being like, what are you doing? Why is that the first thing you think? What what residual sort of situation are you getting that phrase from? Yeah. Where you would see that and go, what are you doing? As opposed to like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. like holy shit! That is such a specific phrase that they both say. And it's like, I was like, ah, no! No, no, no! Like, that one really fucked with me. Ugh. I don't like it at all. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. This one's called The Terror. Oh, I don't, I don't like this By Lash Water. No. <laughs> a few years ago, 
I was in a very dark place emotionally. I had had these episodes where I would just lay in bed wanting to die. Sometimes when I was alone, I would verbalize my feelings, cry out loud, etc. It was really pathetic, but it made me feel better. Creepiest thing happened during one of these episodes. Mm. I was laying on my bed in my pitch black bedroom. My husband was away for work for a month, so I was feeling very alone and abandoned. Not at all the case at the time, but like I said, dark place. Mm -hmm. So I was saying things like, I wish I had someone to talk to. Why am I always alone? Etc. I heard something start to move around in the corner of the room. Something big, like a person taking a few steps in place, floor creaking, shuffling, instant terror. The sound only stopped when I threw the blankets over my head and begged to be left alone. I have no idea what it was, and I don't ever want to know, but I am now very careful what I wish for. Yeah, dude, you were... The force of your unhappiness, like, calling yeah. something into being, like... Yeah. Not good. There are mangas about that. (laughs) Be very careful. Oh, my God. Have you ever had a nested dream? What's a nested dream? A nested dream is one where you wake up and you're still dreaming. Oh, God. And you don't know it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just like the way this person tells this. I'm just going to tell it. Um, This is Reddit user... Um, synesthetist. Hmm. Interesting. Woke up. Clock says 3.34 a.m. I'm 17 and in my bedroom. It's pitch black, but I hear some rattling downstairs. Terrified, I quietly tiptoe to my parents' room. Weird. It's empty. Where are my parents at 3.34 a.m.? Go downstairs to my brother's room. He's usually awake all night, but while the light is on, no one's in his room. So I guess whatever those noises are downstairs, it must be them. Why are they awake? Maybe somebody died. I go downstairs. In the middle of my living room is what looks like two men stealing a TV. No one else is in sight. I run upstairs as quietly as possible, shut and lock the door. Suddenly, there's banging on the door. I wake up. It was a dream, and the relief washes over me. I look over at the clock. It's 3.34 a.m. I'm shaking but I decide to go downstairs to prove to myself that everything's fine. I go downstairs. Two men are in my kitchen screaming at my parents and brother. I run upstairs to my bedroom and lock the door. Ten seconds later, I hear banging. I wake up. It's 3.34 a.m. This time I I had actually woken up, but I don't manage to fall back asleep for 36 hours. (laughs) Yeah! Because of fuck no! Oh... You My keep waking God. up, and it's the same time. Like, that is exactly a scary movie. Like, scary movies do that shit all the time. Oh, my God. We watch a lot of scary movies, and every time, like, the, the camera pans to what time it is as mm. someone's going to bed, you're like, oh, no, it's about to get so fucked up in here. Like, you want me to note the time because shit is going to get real. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, that one was fucking great. I'm very happy that i've i don't think i've ever had like lucid dreams like maybe once and i've never had a nested dream because that would really fuck with you i've never had a nested dream that i know of i've had lucid dreams um i saw a story about like something happening when someone was suffering from sleep paralysis oh my god that 
sounds like literally the worst. Yeah. It is awful. Yeah. Oh. Oh, God. For anybody who doesn't know, like, sleep paralysis is, like, when you, your mind is woken up, but your body hasn't. Yeah, you've got, like, two of your five senses or so. Right. So you can, you can't really open your eyes. You're aware that you're awake. Yeah. But you can't move. And a lot of the times people will report a feeling a heavy weight on them and, like, they can't breathe and they can't do anything about it. And it's the most terrifying thing that ever happens to anybody who has sleep paralysis. It yeah. It fucking sucks. Ugh. Okay. This one is from Charlie Baumhauser. Hey, Charlie, what's up? What you got for us, Charlie? We used to live in a battered women's and children's shelter when I was young because my father was looking for us. Ugly divorce, Alabama gave him custody, mom took us to Washington. One night, I looked in the mirror and saw a kind-looking man that I can only describe as a ghost appear at the end of my bed. He was there all night, but gone when I woke up the next morning. Then, the next night, and the next night, he was there every night for four months. We never talked. He never moved. Just stood guard. Mm -hmm. Then, one night, he woke me up from my sleep, and I'll never forget how surprised I was, because I'd never seen him move or talk. He said, he's coming. Get out now. So we packed up the car and left to a hotel for the night. Whoa. The next morning, we went back to find out someone had broken in and gone room to room looking for someone. I never saw the ghost again after that. Oh, my God. Just another nice ghost watching out for you. Huh. It's like, imagine what could have happened. (sighs) I almost forgot about my (laughs) lighthearted-ish, my non-Reddit story. Um... I was excited to tell you about this because it made me giggle a bunch, even though it starts out creepy. Mm. <laughs> um, this is the story of Angelo Hayes. Uh, it's, it's not very long. Not a shit ton is known. I, I was able to find a few sources. Um, but Angelo Hayes is one of um, what this person calls the most remarkable 20th century instances of alleged premature burial. So we used to bury people on accident. A lot. Like, before Isn't they were why dead. why they had a bell? Um, yeah, like, that's sort of a thing. Like, it, it wasn't really as much of a thing as you might think, but there was a long period of time where we didn't really do embalming, so there wasn't a lot of, like, process for prepping a body for burial. You'd sure. just be like, they're dead! Fucking put them in some clothes. Yeah. <laughs> put them in a coffin, put them in the ground. Funeral time, let's go! Right. Um... So that used to happen kind of quite a bit. We also weren't that good at telling when people were actually dead or just in some sort of coma. Yeah, that's fair. Well, we used to fucking, like, what, hold a candle to people's mouths to see if they were breathing. Yeah. Um, Like a mirror. (laughs) Right, like a mirror. And we, like, barely knew to check for, like, a heartbeat or a Smelling salt salt everything. If it didn't bring somebody (laughs) back from the dead, you're screwed. Right. Yeah, I, you mean I can't bleed this person back to life? Damn it. Damn. <laughs> Put away the leeches, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got nothing for this person. But this, the funny thing about this one, is it happened in 1937. Ooh. So, Angelo um, was riding his motorcycle, and he wrecked it. The impact threw him um, from, from the motorcycle headfirst into a brick wall. Uh-huh. Smashed his goddamn head on this brick wall. 
his face was so disfigured that his parents weren't allowed to view the body. Like, it was that nasty. They were like, don't, because it's 1937. And you have, we have delicate constitutions. So, after locating no pulse, the doctors declared Hayes dead. And three days later, he was buried. Because, again, even in 1937, we were just like, yeah, that's it. That's the only way we know someone's alive, so... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's it. Bury the boy. Um, Bury the boy today. (laughs) In the nearby town of Bordeaux, an insurance company became suspicious. This is one story of why he was exhumed. Um, An insurance company became suspicious after realizing that Angelo's father had recently insured his son's life for 200,000 francs. And an inspector was sent to investigate the claim. There is nothing in this story about, like, the father somehow setting up this motorcycle accident. It's just, it was just enough for the insurance company to be like, hey, actually, we would like to exhume this body and just check out what's going on. So his body was exhumed two days after the funeral. So it's five days after he allegedly died. Um, Much to those at the Forensic Institute's surprise, Hayes was still warm. He had been in a deep coma, and his body's diminished need for oxygen had kept him alive. In the ground. In a coffin. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, he was still in that coma, too, so, like, that's legit. He never woke up underground. Yeah, good for him. Good. Um, after numerous surgeries and some rehabilitation, Hayes recovered completely. Like, or at least as completely as you probably could. Like, in 1937, with a smashed up face. But here's the fun thing. Oh god. Um... Later, uh, Angelo Hayes became a celebrity in France, where he lived, by inventing a security coffin, which would prevent premature burials. There was a dashboard that controlled the oxygen supply, air pumps, there was a chemical toilet, an an electrical alarm, and a shortwave radio, all in this coffin. He toured France with his coffin and demonstrated how it worked by allowing himself to be buried alive in it. Like a goddamn crazy person. But apparently, like, there was, like, a TV show about him because, like, they put a camera and a microphone in there with him once when he got buried. And he was, like, singing his favorite songs while just sort of operating his creepy security coffin. And he was, like, a big deal for a while. (laughs) A lot of rich people bought these coffins. He is not even the only person to make a coffin like this. It's amazing. I can't even tell you how many premature burial stories I kept coming across, and that one's by far the best one, because a lot of the time it's like, and then they exhume the body, and this person had chewed their own fingers off trying to get out of this, yeah, like, horrible hideous. But hey, like, Angelo was just fine, and clearly had no fear of being buried alive again in the future, because he did it on the regular for money. So, good job, bud. What? (laughs) God damn it, Angelo. (sighs) Ugh. So yeah, Ugh. we just got real spoopy up in this bitch. <laughs> Apparently, this is our lives now. <laughs> we chose this. We asked for this. We put ourselves here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining yeah. us. We hope tenth you en- episode. Tenth episode. We hope you enjoyed this super spoopy edition. Yeah, of, it's kind of a uh, deviation opioid. from yeah. what we normally are. Hey, if you guys have any creepy stories, like seriously, if they're not necessarily survivor related, but they're creepy. My God, do we want to hear them? Yeah. Please tell us if you've encountered any ghosts or just have some unexplainable circumstances that you, like, want to tell somebody about. Please, we will be those people. Yeah. (laughs) 
We can just read them or we'll read them on the podcast. Like, if you yeah. don't want us to share it, I just want we to share it with it. each other. Yeah. Like, and then we'll go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be awesome. So please do feel free to um, email us at uh-oh.dailygravy at gmail.com. Or you can message us on our SoundCloud because apparently that's happened before. Oh. Um, so feel free to do that as well. Cool. We love you guys. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I hope you, yeah, we hope you have a fun and safe Halloween. Yeah. And stay away from people even in costumes who give you that gross out of feeling. Yeah. Mm-mm. Trust your gut, you guys. Yeah, trust it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>